Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Welcome back to another week of the Market Beautifully Podcast. You're here, it's a great day, you're alive and have great ideas for your business. I'm so pumped. I got back from New York a few weeks ago and I hope you followed my Instagram stories because I documented every other minute, I believe. <laughs> but New York was such an awesome experience that, since, especially since I had never been to New York before, um, which a lot of people <laughs> found hard to believe. But yeah, I've, I've never been to New York before. It's fantastic and it just makes me so thankful to have a business that allows me to go to places like this, allows me to have enough money and income to where I can make a New York trip and see friends that I've met on Instagram and have photo shoots and prepare for some amazing surprises for my audience. Like, it was so much fun. And I loved getting to tour New York, and it was a lot of walking. I don't think I've ever walked that much in my life. Um, I, I I was kind of appalled at how much I had to walk. Um, actually, one morning, funny story, I actually had to put heating pads on my legs so that I could get up to go to the bathroom. It, I mean, I was that pathetic. I was on that level <laughs> of, of being pathetic. But no, it was, it was so much fun, and I loved going to New York. It was so good to be back, uh, to be back home. But it was a fun trip, uh, and LA is my next trip, which is coming up the first weekend of November, so send good vibes for that, please. I'll be speaking at an event all about systems, and you know systems are my jam, especially since the new program launch of Asana for the Entrepreneur that I launched a month or so ago. And if you haven't heard about Asana for the Entrepreneur, it is the program, the $27 program that I created. It's a playbook for how to use the free project management tool called Asana how to use that to have systems in your business, how to set your business up to scale. Um, it's a system that I have used and perfected over the past year that I have used to grow my team by four people in five months. It's just, it's fantastic. So yeah, I love myself some Asana. I love myself some systems, all about that life. So I'm really excited that I get to speak at an event all over something that I nerd out over. I'm so so thankful. Again, I just, and I've never really been to LA either, so I'm really excited to go to LA. Um, I'm a small town girl. I have not really been on a lot of vacations growing up. We never went on vacations, so getting to go to these cities and travel is just kind of a dream for me, and it's been really awesome to be completely honest. Now, enough about my traveling. It was tons of fun, but with this episode, Courtney Johnston is coming on the show. So pumped to have her because she talks about some amazing strategies and tips when it comes to using language in our business to magnetize the right people that are actually going to pull out their wallets and repel the kind of people that just aren't our jam, right? Uh, we want to make sure that whoever we're attracting is the right person, and she has some really unique points of view on this that you probably have never heard of before. This is not the typical kind of podcast episode about finding your ideal client. This is about crafting your language and your voice. It's a completely different twist to this topic that I really think that is going to give you some insight into your own business and how you can use your language, the voice that you have in your business to scale whatever it is that you're offering right now. So I'm really excited to have Courtney on the podcast. Let's dive in and go chat with her together.
Hey, Courtney, it's so great to have you here on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me. Great. Okay, so for those that don't know you, tell us more about you and your business. Right. So I run a business called the Rule Breakers Club. And what I do in the shortest, most succinct way possible is I help mostly women, but we've got lots of dudes in there too. So I don't (laughs) want to exclude them uh, because they're the best dudes because my brand is pink. And so any dudes that are down with that, I'm there. They tend to be the coolest. I help them to uh, package and sell what they do. So whether that is Mostly, um, I find that people need to package up services, but it also can come into packaging up info products or anything that you sell online Mm -hmm. um, and helping them to sell that. So I started out in kind of the sales side, specifically in copywriting and sales copy, um, website copy, and then realized after I'd worked with dozens and dozens of clients that the thing they they were struggling with was I could kind of like create this good copy for them, Mm -hmm. but the offer itself needed some work. It needed some packaging. And I noticed that there wasn't a lot of training or -hmm. people talking about that online. And that when I created my business, I was like, okay, this is great. Everyone's telling me how to like build my list and sell myself, but how do I actually create the offer? What do I put in it? How do I know what people want? And so that's what I help people to do now. And then we get into the sales side and marketing and making sure that it's being communicated. Yes. Okay. I love that. I love that you kind of saw that in the market and just went for it. Perfect. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really glad that you're here because we're talking about finding language that resonates with our audience and, and you know, that plays such a big role in our business because if we're not talking and speaking and writing in a way that's really connecting with our audience, then our marketing is just going to suck. And so we want (laughs) to make sure it does it, right? So I want to know more about your language journey. I feel like everyone in the entrepreneur space is on this language journey of finding out who they are, who their voice is, and just really fine-tuning that. So how did you first find your language in your business that really resonated with your audience? And how did you know that that language just fit? I love that you're calling it a language journey. I think that's (laughs) so accurate to what it is because I think we get it in our head that we have to have a brand voice and then Mm -hmm. we go and like, figure out what that brand voice is. And it it doesn't work like that. Like I don't have a documented brand voice. Like there's no way of encapsulating that into some kind of like brand board kind of instruction manual. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sure there is a way of doing that, but I sure as hell have never done it. Um, so really this is so funny that you bring this up because I was just talking to my mom about the fact that you know, Facebook has like the time machine and it'll remind you of things that happened. Like, when you were drinking too much in college and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that. And some things that had been coming up for my mom was that when I first started blogging many, many years ago, when I moved to France, this was, I think seven or eight, it was eight years ago, wow. I believe as of this month, um, I moved to France after graduating from university and I started a blog just to talk about living in Paris and I just wanted to document it and I liked writing and I, I had been into writing for a long time. I, it was always my thing. So I say that also with a caveat because I don't want anyone listening to think, Oh, Courtney's always been a writer since she was scribbling at three years old on her, on legal pads and gibberish. 
So she's good at it and I'm not. And using that as an excuse because I don't believe there's such a thing as a crappy writer. I just think we have it in our head that that exists. And so we stop making an effort. We stop trying. So the reason why I've been able to hone in my voice is because I've been throwing things at the wall for years and years and years. (laughs) And so I've got a pretty big head start. But the thing is, you either start today or you don't. Yes. For me... It was just starting a personal blog. It was um, sharing that with people. Journaling. Um, journaling is something I've been doing just automatically. It's like I, I feel compelled to journal because I have all this stuff in my head and I need a place to put it. So that's always been a practice for me. And then I think just turning the blog into a business and then consistently writing content over time. And now I'm working on my first published book. So it's just working that muscle, like exercising. You you just, you don't want to do the same thing all the time. It's throwing in some new, some new different exercises you haven't done before, testing yourself, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and just doing a little bit every day. Um, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. Like even just pulling out something every night and just writing three paragraphs or something before you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crap. Like my journals, I don't keep, I don't keep my journals. I know people like keep their journals. I just got rid of, um, like probably a literal ton. <laughs> they had to bring over a truck and a, it was it like, cause I had all these journals and I was like, what do I do with these? Yeah. And so I was like, well, do I want to keep them? So I start reading through them and it's just me whining and complaining about stuff that's on my mind. Like it's not, it's not like my, my, my magnum opus is contained in these journals. <laughs> It's just me working that muscle of using that method of communicating and using words and putting them down on paper. Love it. No profound theories, just whining. No, just whining. (laughs) Okay, so the language we use in our marketing is obviously really crucial with our sales process and getting people to move through our funnels or, you know, however we have our whole marketing map laid out. So I know we know all of this, but... Uh, And that's why I'm really glad that you're here to give us clarity about finding language that resonates with our target audience. And I know we all have businesses where we're selling some sort of product or service and have been for some some time now, right? But how do we start the process of knowing how to talk to these people in a specific language that in a way magnetizes them to us? I, okay, so interesting because I think this is the way a lot of people approach it is I have an offer. Now, how do I talk about it to people? Yeah. (laughs) And the problem with that, it means that you didn't create your offer the right way. It means that if you don't already have the language before you create the offer, there's no offer. So you shouldn't have to look, I'm all about being lazy and doing things the easiest (laughs) way possible. But I also believe that that's what makes it the most authentic and the most powerful. Yeah. So What I teach is something called the rainbow of sales. And I teach people to, in my program, Yay for Clients, what I teach them to do is essentially create a signature service that people are going to be craving so they can book out their business for months at a time. And the way we start is by getting really clear on who it is that you're trying to help. I call that your muse. So I know uh, target market or target avatar is the thing that everybody knows in business. I'm sure you've heard a million times. I don't do that because it's never worked for me. I have people list three or more actual real life human beings who they know, um, who are a perfect fit or people they want to help with their service. Then you go in and you create your rainbow of sales. So you go in and you interview those people, you survey them, you talk to them, you have coffee chats with them, you journal about them (laughs) and you 
you figure out the cloud. So the first element of the rainbow sales is the cloud. And that is what is frustrating them? What is keeping them up at night? What are the thoughts that they're having in their head as mm-hmm. it pertains to your topic, your general area of expertise? Right. And then on the flip side, we have the pot of gold. So the pot of gold is they're, they're, the result that they want. What is it that mm-hmm. they desire? Who has something that they're jealous of? And what is that thing? What is that that metaphorical gold to them? And then you create the rainbow in between the cloud and the gold. And that is the solution to help them to get what they want. The solution that connects, that's the bridge that they walk across that you show them how to do, which is getting them from where they're right now, cloud to where they want to be gold. So if you already have an offer and you didn't start with who am I trying to help? What's their big frustration and what is their desire? What you're going to end up doing is reverse engineering your sales messaging and you're going to end up having to rejigger, reconfigure and tweak your offer, which is totally normal. And anyone listening here, I need you to be open to, you don't have to throw your offer in the trash. You don't have to like start a whole from scratch. Yeah. So that's good too. That's fine (laughs) if you want to, but you have to be open to changing it to make sure that you are literally giving people what they're already craving. And if you're doing that, your target market is hand feeding you the language. So you don't have to come up with anything. You just have to be yourself, listen to them, mm-hmm. and then tell them the things they're already saying and right. present to them a solution to the things that they already are having problems with and giving them what they already want. I love that you include the cloud. I feel like a lot of people skip over this part and they go straight to the beginning of the rainbow, but they just fall <laughs> off because there's no freaking cloud. You, you have to do the prep work. You have to figure out all that. And I love that you said get three different people and then pull them into a coffee chat. You know, like I love taking random people off my email list and Skyping with them. So much amazing insight. And they're they're talking and I'm sitting here just like I have an expo marker and I my desk, you can actually write on it. So I'm like Ooh. writing out things while That's they're talking. Awesome. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Amazon is just great. And um, yeah, it's great. So I was just like write different like phrases that they're saying about what they're struggling with. And I use that in my copy because that is the p- person that I want to help, right? And so Nothing. getting them on the Skype. And nothing you come up with is going to be better than the language no. they're already yeah. giving you. Like you're, what you're doing is you're going to use your voice and you're talking to them because you're a person and you're the person who's going to help them. But what you want to make sure you're doing is using their language mm-hmm. to show that you empathize with the frustrations that they have and the solution that yeah. they want. And what I see a lot of people do is I actually have a printout here of the rainbow sales. Oh, love <laughs> um, it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I have, this is like my whole, my whole business is based on this. What I, what I find a lot of people do is they try to sell the rainbow. So mm. they they're like, I'm a, um, I'm a web designer and mm. I'm going to help you to, um, build your website. I'm going to create a website for you. Right. And yeah, the website is or a pot of gold. Like that is a result, but the mm, result is yeah. so much bigger than, getting a website. And so you have to make sure that you're not just selling the rainbow or else, or especially no, I love that example. stuck in that situation where it's like, I know people need what I can do, but they, they don't know it. So for example, I've worked with a lot of like body confidence coaches mm. or like kind of holistic yeah. um, health and wellness. They don't want to talk about weight loss. 
And the problem is their audience wants to talk about weight loss. They do. And so yeah. you have to use the language they're using and you have to talk about the results that they want because you can't sell them on something they don't want. You cannot yep. sell people on things they don't already desire. So it's really important. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought up the web design example because, you know, market beautifully like my team, we kind of have a digital agency behind the scenes that help women just scale their businesses. And one of those products is web design. I had a bachelor's degree in web design. Love me some web design. Like it's my thing. And so I tell people like women, whenever I'm on Skype with them, I'm saying, okay, my specialty is to not only design websites, but design websites that convert so that whenever traffic is coming to your website, it's actually going to convert for you. They're going to go somewhere down your sales funnel or something because you can have a really pretty website, but that's not it. So if you get more specific about the end goal of how mm -hmm. that end product's going to look once it's done, they can visualize not just having a website, but now they can visualize, oh, my website is done and now I'm getting traffic that's going down a sales funnel big after, yes. you know, this thing. So, you know, if you focus on the result, I love that you said that. Absolutely. It's the, it's the, why should I care test, right? So yeah, I yeah. think you need to have at least three levels of why should I care? So, yeah. um, why should I care about having a website? Because I want to have a beautiful brand that mm -hmm. feels like my business. Okay. So why should you care about that? Because then I'll get more clients. Why should you care about that? And so you want to use all of those levels. Yep. It's not that the deeper you go, you just use the deep stuff because the deep stuff tends to be really abstract and kind of these big mm -hmm. concepts like, so I can be successful and happy. Like that's, it starts to become a little difficult there because mm -hmm. it's not tangible, yeah. but you want to have all of those levels in your language. So you're selling some, someone on something really tangible, like a camera. Well, you want to sell the features of the actual camera itself, but you also need to sell the next level. Okay. So why should I care about that feature? And why should I care about that? And why should I care about that? And then use all of that language throughout your marketing. It will make it a lot more holistic and you'll be accessing yeah. all the different processing levels of people's brains. I so. like that using all the levels. See, yes. I like that you mentioned that, like breaking it down into like, let's say three or four different levels, but then using all of them, not just use pulling. all of them. Yeah. You don't yeah. just use the deepest one. Yeah. Because I love that. And it ends up being just really like, <laughs> like what the crap. <laughs> it's just like, it, it ends up being like love and happiness. It's just yeah. like, okay, I, that's all good. But like, give me something to hold yeah. on to. So you want yeah. all of it. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we hear a lot about attract and repel. I feel like we hear a lot about this, especially when it comes to language. So what are some strategies that we can use to do this in our own business to attract and repel anyone that's coming to us um, through our language that we're using? Yeah, I think it's always interesting as a copywriter or as anyone in business who's writing their copy, which all of us are doing at some point, usually mm -hmm. every single day. Right. Um, that there's some language, like people are really opinionated about language and yeah. if you get wrapped up in that, you'll never write a word because Very everybody true. has a thing, a pet peeve when it comes to, I hate when people say this, I hate when people say that, I hate when people say hustle, I hate when people say six figures, I hate when people say whatever, like everyone has their thing that they don't like. I have my things that I don't right. like. I have like two, no, I think I have at least one or two whole blog posts about language I hate. But the <laughs> thing is, it doesn't mean that you can never use that language and it doesn't mean that I couldn't be sold on that language. What it means is that you have to ask yourself, why does that language trigger mm, people? Mm -hmm. So it goes again, back to knowing your audience and also yourself. Like, I don't think you should compromise the way you speak just to please other people. No, no. Um, I, I curse a lot and that bothers 
a lot of people and the bigger my business gets, the more, the more like of a general market I have, the more people who are bothered by that. And I'm happy to kind of like make my F bombs fewer and farther in between. (laughs) And and that's fine. I think it's a compromise, but you don't want to compromise yourself to please other people because you'll end up doing nothing for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so in terms of attracting and repelling, I think it just goes back to thinking about having a conversation with someone and speaking to someone like a human being. I mean, if you just use that filter, you'll get rid of all the weird salesy, um, stuff. I just posted on my personal Facebook page because I'm writing a book all about the rainbow of sales. Yes. I'm so excited about it. What is the, like the most recent negative sales experience that you had? Like, I just wanted to know, like, what is it that we just get so icky about? But even though we sell as entrepreneurs, like what is it? Yeah. And what I realized is it's when you feel like that person crosses the line of caring more about what's in it for them than for you. Mm. So you can get away with using some language but if you cross that line, if you end up weighing it so that that person now doesn't trust that you're in it for them, that you only care about yourself, Love they them. no longer trust you and they're not going to buy from you. So I think it's just, it's, it's so hard to quantify, but to talk to someone like you're their friend. And would you say that to your best friend? Would you text that right. to your friend? Do you right. email that to your friend? And if not, I don't know. Like, I like my customers to feel like friends. I don't yeah. want them to be, oh, yeah. like, standoffish and, like, I don't know, snooty. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That's what works for me. Oh, no, I love that. I like the idea of being friends. You know, I talk in my language. I always talk about friendship bracelets because I feel like I just want a friendship bracelet with all of my podcast listeners, all of my students. I just love You're be I covered love in friendship bracelets. Yes, I want to be, be covered. Like <laughs> yes, I want an outfit of friendship bracelets with all of my amazing ladies. And you know, I love that you say that because if if I, let's say, went a different approach and it was more not robotic, but more stiff, I Mm -hmm. would not have any of the people that follow me right now because that's not me. And so I'm I'm repelling a lot of people because I'm probably a little bit too chatty and friendly and over the top. I may seem annoying to people, but it's okay because that's part of my language. And so you just kind of shrug it off. And like for you, yeah, you curse and that's part of who you are. That's part of your language. And that's what attracts a lot of people to you. Uh, honestly. So totally. And like, I just had a conversation with one of my best friends from high school last night and I'm going to see Tony Robbins next month. And I'm super freaking geeked about it. Yeah. And I told her I was going and she's like, yeah, I watched his documentary. I don't like him. He's weird. He's creepy. And I was like, okay, I love him. But (laughs) and I are really good friends and we have a lot in common and there's a lot of things we agree with, but Tony Robbins doesn't do it for her. And I didn't used to like Tony Robbins either. And so you have to accept that you're not the right fit for everybody right now. That's true. In fact, it's really selfish and egotistical to try to be because as long as you're trying to please everyone and make everyone like you, it's not about them. It's about, I want everybody to like me. Mm -hmm. You're actually not helping the people who you have the most potential to connect with. Yeah. So, the easiest, laziest thing you can do is be yourself and talk to people like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I know it's like the worst tip because it <laughs> doesn't actually teach you anything. But a lot of it is about unlearning all this weird businessy language yeah. stuff that we've we've come to think is normal. Totally like when we work with people in business, they're no longer humans. 
for yeah, some reason. Yeah, so I see that a lot on Facebook too. Like the language on Facebook drives me crazy. In Facebook groups yeah. specifically, you just, you get more salesy over there. Yeah, anyways, I, I love that tip. Unlearn, especially what you see, and put it through a filter. Like just because you see someone else do it, put it through your filter. That doesn't mean you have to use that specific tactic as well. So exactly. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Now how do we sell our business using the language that we're using in our business? Yeah. So this is where it comes down to having some frameworks and formulas Mm -hmm. because it's great if you understand your market and you're connecting with them and you have language and you know, the cloud and you know, the gold, but when it comes to actual, um, specific, containers of conversations, whether it's a work with me page or a sales conversation or a webinar or whatever it is, you have to know the formula and the layout that works in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just so you make sure that you say the right things and you don't start rambling. I mean, honestly, it's just so yeah. that you, you say what you need to say. So I think it always comes down to number one is empathizing with whoever it is you're talking to of where they are right now, what their situation is, listening to them. So if that's, you're writing a sales page for your business or your work with me page for your services or a product description, it's about just acknowledging, getting inside their head and acknowledging, Mm -hmm. okay, is this where you're at right now? Is this how you're feeling? Being really specific about that, using that, why should I care test and really honing in on like, what is that core problem, that core frustration that my product is going to solve. And then asking them just straight up, do you have this frustration? <laughs> like, yeah, it's as easy as that. Um, and then just really showing them with your language, like that you do understand the frustration. So in the, in the example of the, the body confidence coaching at, versus like the weight loss stuff is maybe resonating with someone. I'm just coming off of this off the top of my head. So it's not going to be like the thing that I would actually say, but just to show you the process, Uh you might go with something like, you know, have you always wanted to lose weight and are sick of not liking what you see in the mirror and would like to, and actually that I'm going to stop there because that's the cloud. So we just want to get it. That's the frustration. Like I've been wanting to like for years and years and years, as long as I can remember, I want to lose weight and I'm frustrated with myself and I am mean to myself. Like you go into all of that in the beginning to make sure they understand that you really, really deeply empathize and understand those feelings and thoughts, the specific thoughts. Um, Meditation is a great practice to help with this because if you can become aware of your own thoughts, it helps you to see, oh, other people have all these thoughts too. Mm -hmm. Now I see, I can empathize with them about these exact thoughts. And then you want to go into the gold. So you always position the cloud first. Like this is for webinar. This is why you showed up here today. This is what you were looking at learning for a sales conversation. So you, you inquired about working with me. Tell me about where you're at right now with your, with your web designer. You know, how are you feeling right now? Or why did you get in touch with me about body confidence coaching? And then what you want to do is go to the desire of the pot of gold. So the next thing you want to do, for example, sales pages say, you know, wouldn't it be great if like what, and you go into like their specific desire, not what you think they should want or what you think they will have, what they specifically desire. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, go deeper into that. Um, give some examples, lay out lots of little specific, tangible yeah. examples of what that might look like. Because 
each little example will resonate with different people. Yes. So, yes. so one person might resonate with being a mom and being, being in rushed and hurried all day, not having time for herself. Whereas another person in your same target market might resonate with running your own business and being rushed mm -hmm. and not having time for themselves. Right? Like, it, right. it doesn't even have to be the same exact person. They just all have to have the same problem and the same desire. Yeah. And so you want to resonate with all the different types of people who have that problem and that desire. And then what you want to make sure to do, and this is the most important part, and the part that surprisingly, if they get the cloud and the gold that people seem to miss, is you have to tell me what your offer is. Like you have to, <laughs> you've got to lay it out. You've got to organize. Imagine that. <laughs> And this comes back to the not having a well-packaged offer in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to sell something that doesn't exist. So it's really important that you have a signature process that, you know, your service is five steps. Here's what each of those steps are. And it's okay if you don't have that yet, but if you don't, that's where you need to start is developing that process because people want to buy a formula. They don't want to buy you your guesswork. Right. They want to know that you have a proven method for making this happen for them. So you want to just lay out that offer and that's where you're going to get into the details. Here's what's included. Here's how it's organized. Um, here's what it's going to look like. Here's what you get. Um, and that's when I talked about all the different levels, that's where we're hitting all those levels. We're hitting on the features. We're hitting on the benefits. We're hitting on the really deep why, because we're asking, why should I care? Why should I care? Why should I care? So essentially any sales conversation is just laying out. Here's where you are right now. Cloud. Here's where you'd like to be gold. And here's what I've created to help you to get there. Perfect. It's literally that simple. I love that. Yeah, you did make it so simple. And I know another thing that we have trouble a lot with whenever it comes to language is triggering action. So they post something, but they want their end user to take some kind of action. So how can we pull out specific words that actually trigger them to yeah, make a so move? You just you just tell them to, right? Like you just what? You don't have to like you don't have to like Jedi mind. Well, I do have a blog post all about Jedi mind tricks, but it's really oh, just kind of, it. it's just my comical way of getting to this. Yeah. But like, yeah. you just say click here. Like you don't have to do mind Be blown. Clear. Clarity over cleverness always. Just tell them everything you do. So a copy is not copy without a call to action. Mm -hmm. There's no point in a piece of copy if you're not trying Amen. to get something. It's the, it's just essay writing. Otherwise, mm. like there's no purpose. So you always, whenever you write anything for your business, have to ask, what do I want someone to do at the end of this? Now, even if it's a blog post, you just want them to read to the read the post. Well, what do you want them to do after they read the post? Do you want them to share it? Do they want, do you want them to comment? Do you have a content upgrade for them to download? Mm -hmm. It can be something so small as like, write down one action you're going to take from this post. It doesn't oh, even have to be that. something like they could just write it down on paper. Um, but always have people take an action because when people take action, then they become engaged with what you're yep. doing and become more connected with it. And then they start to care more right. about your work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, supposedly it just, you know, just kind of going with the flow and reading a blog post and exiting off and them never taking action, you're just filed away in their mind. But if there's something, it's just like if they pull out their wallet and purchase something with you, like a tripwire, no matter how small, even if it's $5, there's something with that in the mindset psychology that just connects you with them on some mm -hmm. level and they just become a fan. So yeah, I love that you said that action, make sure that they take some action. Now there are some people online that you see and you read their Facebook posts or you know, you hear them say something a certain way and you think, 
oh, I know who that is. That is da 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 you know? Yep. So how do we establish that in our business? Like that voice in our business? Yeah. Okay. This is a really good question. I love this question. Good. It, number one, the, 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 the quote unquote bad news is it takes time. So people recognize my copy cause I've been writing it forever and I just keep yeah. saying the same thing all the time. Like <laughs> some of it's just the, the consistency over time of like, I publish a blog post mm-hmm. every week or every other week. And I have like, and so I'm not going to reinvent the wheel every time. So like, it's oh, going to yeah. start yeah. familiar. Um, then some of it is just getting clear on how you talk and practicing writing how you talk. So journaling's a great exercise for this. I also think it's fun to pay attention to the language you like. So I say, go out there and who are those three entrepreneurs, those three bloggers, those three authors who, when you read their copy, you're like, oh, I wish I could say it like they do. Yeah. And just write down what they're saying. Like, keep track of that. I'm not telling you to ignore them. I'm telling you to actually pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Because when you admire something in other writers, it means that it's hitting something that's true in you. And so, no, you're not going to copy people, but you, nothing is original. Nothing yep. is original. So what you want to do is pay attention to what is the language they're using that I really like? And then ask yourself, why do I like it? What is it about when mm. Danielle Laporte writes these Instagram posts? Why do I like them so much? Why do I feel jealous that I don't have posts like that? What is it about it? Because you're not going to, you don't copy the, the content. You copy the strategy. Yeah. And any business owner who is not copying strategy and trying to come up with their own strategy is going to have a hell of a time running a successful business. So my favorite thing to do is when somebody's running like an e-course and I'm like, I want it, but I'm like, not, it's not something I want to invest in right now. I'm like, well, first what I'm going to do is just watch them and try to see if I can't figure out their strategy just by watching what they're doing. Like read their emails. What is it about their subject line that made you want to open it? So collecting all of that copy is great when you're out having conversations with friends and they say something funny, like write it down. Like, what is it that you thought was funny? Right. I, I have really funny friends and I am from a really funny family. So I just like copy what everyone else, like there's the strategy. I'm like, Oh, when my brother makes this dry humor joke, when this happens, that really works. I want to do that. And then I start testing it out and seeing if I can't figure it out. So a lot of it is just figuring out what other people are doing, trying it on for size. Like I used to kind of experiment with different styles of writing and then I settled into kind of how I write today and that will Mm -hmm. continue to change and evolve over time. So again, it just goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about write a little bit every day Mm -hmm. and it's okay to pay attention to what other people are doing. You're not going to be them, but you can look at their strategy and you absolutely should figure out what their strategy is and try it on for yourself. Yes, I love that. So before we wrap up, are there any language tips that you have that you can share that we have not covered? Any language tips? Oh, I've got a good one. This is a yes. little nerdy. And then I, okay, I do have a little blog post on this that people can go to at uh, rulebreakersclub.com forward slash read dash minds. Like I go through okay. all the exercises you can do to pull out that language and there's like a workbook and stuff. We'll that have that in it. the show notes too. So I'll put that in the show notes at marketbeautifully.com slash podcast. Sure. That's great. Cause that one kind of summarizes a lot of the, yeah. and more, more strategies that we didn't get to talk about Perfect. today. Um, but one little tip for any of my, anyone who wants to kind of take their language to the next level with one of those little technical, yeah. like a little, little, cause I was trying to give you some real big 
psychological stuff today, but mm -hmm. here's one that is a grammar oriented one that will make a big difference and nobody will know what you're doing, but they'll be like, oh my God, her writing is suddenly so much more powerful. Verbs, pay attention to your verbs. Mm -hmm. So pick, this is the exercise. Pick a piece of writing that you wrote recently. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be anything you're going to rewrite, just anything you wrote recently. And what I want you to do is take a pencil or a highlighter and circle or highlight anytime you use the verb to be. So is, was, has, were, anytime you're doing that. And anytime you're um, using an ing, so like a gerund. So um, he was being silly. Okay, so anytime you're doing those things, I want you to highlight them. And what I want you to do, those are, those are clues. It's not necessarily always the case, but clues that you're using weak verbs and passive language. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is ask yourself, what is a more powerful verb I can use in this sentence that will, because the verb is the action in the sentence. So the verb is the thing we're actually picturing when we read what someone is, is writing or when we read what someone wrote is the verb. So Mike, Mike jumped on the box versus Mike. Mike leaped on the box, like those create imagery in our heads. If I right. said, Mike got on the box, it's like got, it's like, but how did he get on the box? Like I, I have to make it up in my head. Yeah. So the more specific and, and visual you can get with those verbs, like you're writing, this is a trick I learned in college. And I went from a C student to an A student and was told I was one of the best writers on campus. Nice. <laughs> one thing, one thing, I, I swear to God, one thing. And one pro professor teach me this and she's like, watch what happens. And she was absolutely right. And so I want to pass that one on to everybody else. Ah, love it. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom, Courtney. Totally. No problem. <laughs> you Thank have you. been so helpful. These are amazing tips. And now I feel like I have a list of things to go through a lot of things to go through and I hope everyone listening has a list of things in their mind to go through as well because these are some fantastic tips go hang out with Courtney she has just go look at her copy and go stalk her because it's amazing so Courtney where can everyone go hang out with you um you can find me at rulebreakersclub.com and I'll throw out Instagram is at courtbort inc um if you want you can find all those links on the website though so yeah, yeah rulebreakersclub.com I've got tons and tons of blog content about pretty much any question you have I have a blog post on it because that's how I come up with my blog posts is I listen to the cloud I listen to what people want to know and I create content for it so um, it's all over there anything about copy and packaging and services and yada 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 <laughs> well thanks so much for hanging out with us today I really enjoyed chatting with you thank you so much for having me it was awesome 